Hi, this is Lexi of Read by AI. I read human curated content for you to listen during work, exercise, your commute, or any other time. Without further ado, this dinosaur had a mohawk of horns by Ed Young from the Atlantic. Four years after he first came across an unidentified dinosaur in southern Argentina, the paleontologist Pablo Gallina uncovered one of its neck bones and got a surprise dot in 2010. He had found a set of dinosaur teeth in Bajada, Colorado. This area is rich in fossils, but because many of them are in fragile condition, Gallina had decided not to expose the teeth any further. Instead, he and his colleagues from CONACET, the Argentine government's science agency, excavated a large chunk of surrounding earth, packed it in a plaster jacket, and took it back to their lab to carefully extract whatever bones lay within. Gradually, the team exposed more teeth, a jawbone, and most of the creature's skull. Then, finally, the neck bone. The six-inch-long vertebra had a pair of huge spines protruding from it, each almost two feet long. Each spine was probably like the horn of a modern-day antelope, with a thick sheath of keratin, the material in your hair and nails, covering a core of bone. But Gina thinks that unlike antelope horns, which grow as a single pair from their owner's head, these spines ran all the way down the dinosaur's long neck, with one pair per vertebra. It's as if the animal had a sharp, horny mohawk growing where a mullet should be. The team named the dinosaur Biotosaurus pronuspinax, an etymological chimera of Spanish, Greek, and Latin that means lizard from Bajada with forward-bending spines. It lived in the very dawn of the Cretaceous period, around 140 million years ago. And Gallina thinks that it likely used its outrageous spines to defend itself from predators. Biotosaurus is one of the sauropods, a group of large-bodied, long-necked dinosaurs that include such celebrity species as Brontosaurus, Diplodocus, and Brachiosaurus. More specifically, it's one of the Dicreosaurs, a family of little-known sauropods distinguished by their neck spines. The first of these, Dicreosaurus, was discovered in Tanzania in 1914. Its spines were relatively short, but prominent enough to give the creature its name, which means two-forked lizard. For almost eight decades, it was the only known member of its group. Argentine scientists finally described a second species, Amargosaurus, in 1991. And more recently, for whatever reason, dicreosaurs have been popping up all over the place. Three more were described in the 2000s. Lingwulong, from China, was revealed last July. Pilmetria, also from Argentina, was announced to the world just last month. That's seven species, and Biotosaurus makes eight. There are almost as many hypotheses about what Dicreosaur neck spines were for as there are Dicreosaur species. Some scientists suggested that they supported a camel like hump, or that they held aloft a pair of sails, which served to regulate body temperature or signal to mates and rivals. Other researchers reckoned that the spines might have clattered together to make sounds or supported air sacs connected to the dinosaur's lungs. Gaina isn't discounting any of these ideas, but he argues that the most logical explanation is that each spine was its own separate horn, and together, they were used in defense. As dicreosaurs bent down to graze, their spines would have flared out to provide cover for the vulnerable necks. The forward-pointing spines of Biotosaurus might have been especially intimidating. They would represent a disturbing fence for a loitering carnivore. The team writes in a paper on the discovery. Admittedly, that's a lot to infer from just a single set of spines on a single vertebra. Without the rest of the skeleton, 
the team can't say for certain whether such spines really adorned the rest of Biotosaurus's neck. They're basing their reasonable reconstruction on the closely related Amargosaurus, an animal that's known from a full skeleton, and whose neck spines were just as long and dramatic as Biotosaurus's. They differ only in their direction, sloping backwards instead of forward. Given the similarity between the two animals, Gaina thinks it's unlikely that Biotosaurus had only one set of spines, which just happened to be on the one neck bone the team found. It's also unlikely that the other spines bent in different directions, because that would have stopped the beast from raising or dipping its neck. And it's equally improbable that the spines Gaina found had become distorted in the fossilization process, because none of Biotosaurus's other bones were warped. We think we've done an accurate restoration, Gaina says. Biotosaurus does have a modern equivalent, the Pato, a small African primate that also has long, forward-pointing vertebral spines at the base of its neck. The spines don't protrude through the skin, but they do make a series of bumps that have been inferred to serve a defensive function, says Matt Vadel of the Western University of Health Sciences, who runs a blog about sauropod vertebra. The existence of such a similar defensive adaptation in a living animal is probably the strongest argument for a defensive function in Biotosaurus. In modern animals that exhibit these types of bizarre structures, they often serve multiple roles, sometimes functioning in display for mates and species recognition, as well as defense, says Christina Curry-Rogers, a paleontologist at McAllister College. Given that the spines of different dicreosaurs were so different, display may have been just as important, if not more important, than defense, but we'll have to wait for more discoveries to test these ideas more thoroughly. Gaina says that the rest of Biotosaurus's skeleton is probably still sitting in Bajada, Colorado, but the area is such a mess of fossils that it's very difficult to recognize what is from this specimen and what is from another. But even if we had the entire skeleton, Vedel says, it's hard to find smoking gun evidence of a defensive function in a fossil animal. In horned dinosaurs like Triceratops, we can go look for healed injuries on the frill. But short of finding a broken-off Biotosaurus spine embedded in the face of a meat-eating dinosaur, we will probably not know for certain. Still, that's part of the lore of paleontology. Trying to see how much we can reasonably infer about the lives of these vanished creatures. In 2014, Gaina's team unveiled another new dinosaur from Bajada, Colorado. They named it Likupal after the words for vanishing family in the language of the indigenous Mapuche people. It is also a sauropod, and at 30 feet, a relative pipsqueak in a lineage of giants. At the opposite end of the size spectrum is what other Argentine paleontologists recently discovered, possibly the largest dinosaur of all time, the 130-foot, 69-ton Patagotitan. Other recent discoveries also include Yi, a small, feathered predator with bat-like wings, Cosmoceratops, with its row of comb-over horns, Concavenator, a predator with a small, pyramidal hump over its hips, and House Scaraptor, an implausible murder swan with a long, elegant neck, flipper-like arms, and Velociraptor-style sickle claws. We are still finding new dinosaurs, and the diversity is increasing year by year, Gaina says which means that we'll need to make room in the pantheon of exalted dinosaurs for more newcomers as metal as Biotosaurus. We want to hear what you think about this article. Submit a letter to the editor or write to letters at theatlantic.com. Ed Young is a staff writer at The Atlantic, where he covers science. Twitter email. Thank you for listening to this Dinosaur Had a Mohawk of Horns by Ed Young.